Carrie Underwood. We can talk about Carrie Underwood. It's Carrie Underwood. Yeah. But and of course, you know, we go we go to see it, and Helene's you know, dancing, and you know, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a con, I'm not man. a great concert goer. I'm sorry. That's funny. You know, unless I really know the music, it's hard. It's, I mean, but it was good. It was a great mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. She puts on a great Did show. Did you do any organized dancing? You know what they call oh, no. dancing? No, no, it didn't. But it was fun. A, a woman in the row right in front of us got sick, and the security came in, and they're dragging her out of there, and. Sick. Like vomit thick, uh, sick, or like overheated? I'm going to say I think so. Yeah. Because um, uh, they came back later to clean something up, and we were like, we were yeah, like, okay, no, whatever. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't hard. I mean, we're probably not going to move up into that spot. I just, no, no, I just, yeah, I'll just like, stay here. That, yeah. Everything around there was kind of cleared out. It was mm-hmm. okay. It was mm-hmm. good though. But it, but no, it was it was a, it was it was fun, and it was a great good last service. minute thing. We had a, we had a blast, and I know Helene loved it, and the neighbor, you know, they were really into it. So are you trying to ask us to the movies, John? No, it was just a just think about thought, you know because you know during well going to the theater was a big deal after COVID it was like a yeah, big deal it was nice to go back right yeah, for sure all right let's let's do let's start talking on the air here let's start doing all right the show. let's do the show those of you guys who are listening now we're 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 still here we're recording actually for two weeks out because Harvey's got to go away yeah for a week selfish you know? party of one selfish, selfish. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's me uh so so john would uh, graciously agreed to do a two o'clock recording today. Uh, yeah you, you bumped me a little bit but. yeah but uh but it'll be fine so now next week carly gets the week off she doesn't have to do a show next week she's very excited about that she's not excited about doing two this week but she's excited <laughs> about not having to do one next week so, all right so let's get into segment one here we go well, right Jasmine into it just said we're not back on facebook yet we're not I jumped on for the first show and couldn't find it. Really? Mm-hmm. We, we, on, we were on Facebook for the first show. You didn't have any issues, right? The girls didn't say anything. Now it is. Okay. Okay. You're there. Okay. All right. How's my hair? Fabulous. Your hair. <laughs> so, yeah, I got my hair cut, but my, yes, you did. I, I messed up because I missed the appointment with my regular person, so I had to go to somebody else there. Uh-huh. And... And they managed the, the somehow the high they figured difficulty out difficulty move the, of the high, Yes, the, the the high technically challenging yes, thing of cutting right, right. Harvey's hair. Cut a, yeah. yeah, to be able to mimic something from the fifties, yeah. they had to, is very right. difficult. So yeah, they had to use number seven bowl. Yeah, number and, seven, <laughs> oh, right. the salad bowl. They call. I'm it. a three. Harvey's getting uh, the salad yeah. bowl cut yeah. <laughs> today. Okay, that's funny. Anyway, here we go. Se- segment. Can we talk about Carly having a hickey? First of all, is that what that I, is? I feel like it is. No idea. Feel like it is. Where? Uh huh. Well, she had to doubt it. First of all, I am so sunburned, so it's like it's. Uh, Okay. She caught caught some rays this weekend. Sorry. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Segment one, ladies and gentlemen. Segment one. Here we go. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century. That's 100 years, John, by the way. I don't yes. know if you knew that. Yes. Uh, collective real estate experience. In the, in the American system. In the American it? system, right? <laughs> uh, it's, yes. It's, yeah. Not metric. I don't right, know what happens right. in metric. Yeah, uh, metric, uh, it's like a thousand years. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question... Or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, at 
203-1165. Today in our program, we have John Ingram here. Welcome back, John. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. And, John, what is your NMLS number? Sure, let's oh, get the license. Let me guess at it. It's 552-596. Let me just take, take is, a shot in the that dark. That is true. <laughs> and John's with Prosperity Home Mortgage. John, welcome back. Thank uh, you, sir. Um, Good to be here. You know, um, normally we record these shows the week of. We're recording this actually two weeks ahead, for those of you who are listening. Right, just so, so you we're know. talking about what's happening next week before people even know what's happening. Indeed. So yeah. it's like a time warp, so just get used to it, guys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this thing. It'll be just fine. Uh, John, I have a couple things. First of all, I want to do a little quick follow-up to our last uh, discussion you and I spoke about, how low oh. interest rates might... Um, trapping people in their home oh yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah, i remember talking about that it was interesting because right <laughs> after we spoke about that i found this article in the rj by patrick blenner hassett and, and he basically the headline of which is locked into low interest rates or locked out of the housing market with a big question mark mm-hmm. and in this he's talking about maggie who moved here from michigan uh, and they bought a house in december of 2020 her interest rates were something just north of two percent when they okay. purchased she bought a three hundred ninety six thousand dollar house in prescott park um and but but her husband's retired now they want to move back to Michigan, and they're going to take a f- huge financial hit. Uh, her her quote was, "We're kind of screwed." <laughs> I think I could say that on the radio. It feels, I'm not, it feels like that, right? Whether you're actually financially s worded, yes, um, <laughs> is is a question mark. But it certainly feels that way. It's just what we talked about last time, though. Yeah, right. The whole point was, you know, those those really low interest rates that. You know, some there's something in the neighborhood of 25 percent of, of mortgages out there are below three percent. Right, right, right. And that really feels like an anchor or gravity. It's very difficult to give that up and think of yourself as making a smart move or or trying to justify it and these type of things. And so, people, what we discussed was the idea that you look at your finances in a more holistic way. Right. Look at the entire picture instead of just mortgage to mortgage. Right. Because many of the people who have those low interest rates also benefited from really nice appreciation in their homes over that time period till yep. now, yep. right? And that appreciation is another type of value. It's locked in that home right now. It's tied up with that yeah. 2.5% or 3% interest rate, right? So it's locked there. If you can unlock it through potentially selling that house and use that money to go and clear up other bad debts, more expensive debts, which, you know, credit cards are reaching near 30% at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Automobile loans are no longer one or two percent, right? right? They're right. in the sevens, right? Um, and and such. So there's much more expensive borrowing that the the average American has, and so using that equity to wipe that stuff out may move you further ahead financially than you actually think. And I, and I think it's important to, to to remember the idea that later on, if need be, and if uh, opportunity presents, you can refinance. You can lower sure. that rate later, perhaps when rates come down a little bit from there. Um, but this, mm-hmm. you know, the rates right now are at traditional levels i mean they're not we were yeah. we, we were used to very very low interest rates for a while yes um and so we got used to that but now they're they're really kind of where they generally are yeah uh, they're they're certainly not outside of the norm historical numbers were slightly below the like the 50 year historical trend for interest rates if you mm-hmm. blend it all the way through but it's uh it's a hard perspective to look back at the last say eight years when you were you know, certainly below four and as low as into the twos on yep. a 30-year fixed mortgage, which yeah. was never before seen. No. 
crazy and, numbers. And hey, let me let yeah. me give John some credit here because later on in the article, I'm going to read from it. It says it's a phenomenon being felt by many nationwide as higher rates can add hundreds of dollars to a monthly cost of home, for home buyers, limiting how much they can afford in the market. According mm-hmm. to data from Redfin, an online real estate brokerage, 23.5 percent of Americans with a mortgage at the end of the first quarter of 2022 had a rate under three percent. Yeah, that's the number you had just quoted. Right, 62 percent. Had one a rate lower four. than four. Yeah, that's where it is. That's where the numbers are across the country. It's like ninety-two percent are below five. Wow, yeah, and that look, it is. It's it's a tough thing, and and it's and and real estate has been on a bit of a roller coaster ride, and they're they're saying that later in the article. It has sure. been on a bit of a roller coaster ride. Values, interest rates, all those things have been play, at play. But here's the funny thing, and and I don't think we can really say this enough to the audience. The people that that and and there were so many out there that we talked to that said these higher interest rates are going to crush home values. Yeah, the reality is they crush transactions. Right, True. we saw a, a large number of transaction comes out come out of the marketplace, but pricing hasn't fallen no. in any like significant way. Certainly not the twenty percent that doom and gloom people might have been saying. Right. Uh, not even ten percent. Nope. Right. Nope. Uh, if you look at the national number, it was in the first quarter we were down around one percent. Right. And by year end, you'll be more nicely positive. We think somewhere now it could be as much as seven percent by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean in Vegas we saw flat for like three or four months in a row at the beginning of the year, and, and then it actually started going up a little bit uh, the last mm-hmm. few months. And, and honestly, yeah, it's because, it, and you're right, it's activity. But supply and demand have kept prices the same. Correct. Basically. As much as you don't want to buy, sellers don't want to sell. Exactly. Right? And so we're, we didn't get the overwhelming, which is at the, the fundamental cases, what we had the problem with in 2008 was all of the supply that was getting dumped into the market. Right? Yep. At yep. the same time where demand was getting crushed. Yes. Um, the ability to borrow was very, very difficult for a time there. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of people, and look, and, and this is the thing that, that I emphasized last time we spoke about this, and I wanted to make sure that people out there who are, who are kind of waiting for interest rates to fall before they decide to jump in and buy, you need to understand you're not the only one. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you, can get, if you can find the house you can afford, and you, and you, and you, lo- you love the house and you can afford it, you, sh- you should buy it. You can always refi later, because what's going to happen is once rates do come down, it's going to have an. It's going to prices are going to go up, guys. Yeah, the competition's coming with you. Absolutely, pricing is already rising at yeah. this point. Not not at a super rapid pace, no. but it's going no. up. Yeah. and that's the that's the other thing you have to measure into this conversation, or at least figure it out. Which is okay if I'm waiting for interest rates to come down. That saves me, and I'm just throwing this, making this up, right? Right. But that saves me five thousand dollars a year in payments, right? Right. Okay. Let's say that's true. Let's say it's even six thousand because that's five hundred dollars a month. Right. But your house, go, the cost of the house goes up 10000 Are you ahead or are you behind there? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be thinking about it. And yeah. you can change the rate later. True. You ain't going to change that you, purchase yeah, price. Yeah, you don't get to go back and buy it last year's price. <laughs> right. right. You can't Generally go, not the case. And I think that it's just a good conversation to have because I know there's lots of people sitting on the sidelines waiting for interest rates. And by the way, I don't know we're going to see interest rates like we saw for a very – unless there's, yeah. God forbid, another pandemic – we're not going to see rates that low. Maybe not in our lifetime. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not hearing anybody predicting like the twos again. No, that had happened once in our history. Yes, and required the world to be shut down. Indeed, right? um, no sign of that happening again. Yeah, um, we certainly see the fives coming back. Yep, um, maybe even to the fours. Perhaps. 
Um, we'll see what time will tell. Any like you have exogenous events that happen that shift things around right. in the world. There's so many factors that influence mortgage rates, Absolutely. guys. I mean, and, and it's not just the Fed. People think, well, the Fed dropped, the Fed go up. That affects. It well, that's the latest thing that's happening right now. Like rates have pushed up from um, last week and into this week. Um, they've pushed up a little bit based upon the Federal Reserve signaling the market that, hey, we think we're going to raise rates further. Yeah, we're going to go up probably. Two more times is what, okay. is what their the consensus is at this point, right. which means the July meeting that's coming out here in what ten days or so, they're probably going to go up a quarter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that wasn't expected sixty days ago, right? And but the good thing is, well, I mean, the good thing, mortgage companies are already anticipating that and making the move now oh, yeah, in more, advance of it happening. Moved up, yeah, they've yeah, already happened. Yeah. Hey, listen, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're in a few commercials. Come back. we got a lot to talk to John about. I, we've got a great topic for you guys today. Mm, we've got a really it. spicy topic for you guys today. So stay so tuned. We'll be, back in just a, we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> All right, here we go. The top 12. Yeah, we get, uh, uh, yeah 12 mistakes. I don't know about top 12, but 12 mistakes, right? <laughs> 12 common. 12 most common, I'm going to say. Is that fair? According to Harvey and John. 12 painful mortgage mistakes, yeah. Okay. 12 painful mistakes borrowers make when buying a home. Sure. How about that? That works. Okay. You got that, Carly? Yes. Okay. What, what are you writing down over there? I just kind of, I kind of like the 12 mortgage, mortgage mistakes. Mm. Okay. Yeah, because we'll want to title the, the, yeah. that video subsequently. Okay. Here we go. Segment two. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. One day I'll get fast enough to do that with my hands. You're going to do that. John John always tries to trip me up when I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're listening. That's John Ingram. It's your own phone number. It shouldn't be. I know. You know, you should be solid on that. But I read it. You know, it's like, you know, you're, it's, it's, you know it, but you're reading it. It's yeah, different. It's a right. different story. Um, so for, for me, it, it does become a bit of a challenge. Anyway, I want to talk. I think this is a great topic. You know, you, you'd mentioned this, suggesting this to me before, and I think it's a great topic and an important topic for everybody. All right. All right. Um, and we're going to talk about the, uh, so we should, how should we phrase it? The 12. Um, um, Painful mortgage mistakes that buyers who are getting financing make. Yes. The most painful mistakes that buyers make, borrowers make when they're buying a home. Yes. You say it that way. So if okay. you're paying cash, these are less of an issue. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to. Some you. of these might affect you, but mostly this is right. for people who are who are using a mortgage yeah, to purchase. So Warren and Bill out there, I get it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we'll talk about. We're going to go through. We got twelve of them, guys. So we're going to go right. through all of these for you. Uh, and as we go through them, you're going to learn and and keep these in mind. If you're buying a home or you're thinking about buying a home, grab a notepad. Yeah. Get these are job, real these things that I've I encounter in my business now. Being you know branch manager for the office, I'm dealing with multiple loan officers and, and right. all of their clients. So the, these are the problems that these I, are the ones you see. I get called in to solve. Right? There you go. Okay, <laughs> and so to unwind. So number one, you wrote down here: changing or leaving their job. Yeah, so, people do that while they're buying a home. Yeah, and then they try to sneak it through. <laughs> like they don't even tell us. Yeah, like we're not going to discover it. Oh like, my goodness. And, and this will be a reoccurring thought as we go through this. The mortgage process now checks every sort of data aspect from multiple angles. Right. There's not just one way. I'm very, I'm not just looking at your pay stubs. Right. I'm checking with your employer. And mortgages basically do a, a last-minute check before they fund that right. loan very frequently. So. One of my team members yeah. just did a deal. And, yeah, I got a call from the mortgage company the day before closing. Mm. 
And so they were checking last minute to make sure she still worked yep, here. Yep. Were, so that's so guys, yeah, keep that in mind, guys. You're buying homes. Don't be thinking about changing jobs midstream there. Yeah, and if if you and it's funny because life happens. That right. You're buying a house, but life still goes on, right? Of course. So you get that amazing offer for that job you've wanted. You can't pass it up. You got to take it. If you tell us about it and there's enough time, we can work it through, right? Okay, good. But but doing it the last second and trying to sneak it through, that doesn't work. Don't make it a surprise. That's right. Don't make it a surprise. Right. Yeah, because we get into then, well, are you making the same amount of money at the new job? Are you getting paid differently? Is it the same type of maybe, work? Maybe right. you're not hourly anymore and you're getting commissions. I mean, these are fundamental things right. that can break a loan. You have to evaluate their income. Make sure it's 100%. still stable and, and at least what it was before. So uh, they yes, can do yes. it. Yeah. Okay, so the next one you have, number two. And again, these are no specific order, guys. This not, is just, No, we didn't rank them. We didn't rank them. We just wanted to make sure we covered them and make sure you guys understand it. Opening new credit for furniture appliance sales, or <laughs> yeah. and this this has happened to my clients. Opening new, we credit. warn them all yeah. the time, but they still can't help themselves. Yes. Please don't open new credit while in the mortgage process. That's right, the, that's the general answer. But there's and a furniture it, sale, John. Right, I'm going to save fifteen percent. It's Fourth of July sale. Oh there's my only goodness. one Fourth of July. Gosh, right? yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, but yes. that that causes problems, and it's not that necessarily breaks the deal for everybody it just creates five new pieces of paperwork that you have to hunt down before that account is even fully set up like get me a statement to show me your balance right what is the payment on that and they don't even have you set up in their systems yet right oh my yeah so it becomes this catch-22 of okay i need paperwork from you now to confirm what's going on and you can't get it yeah and and truthfully it could affect your ability to borrow 100% and or the rate you're going to pay to borrow true yeah debt ratio impacts the cost of mortgage insurance right it impacts what types of loans you may be able to get some will tolerate higher versus lower um, debt ratios that sort of thing and at the most core level it can change your yes on that loan to a no it could yeah so be and careful so be very and and once again we're monitoring your credit report all the way through the day of closing yeah we will know that somebody has checked your credit and yep. we will start digging right? yep oops yeah so the other one is co-signing to help others. Uh, this yeah, is yeah. tied to this one. Similar thing. Sometimes people think, oh, no, no, no. I've, I've had people say this to me. Oh, no, no. I, they're just using my name. I'm not actually <laughs> yeah. co- Like, they're just going to put my name on that. Yeah. No, you're, you're saying you'll pay this payment. This right. is now your bill. You're responsible now. 100%. Yeah, I just had to do that for my son. He, he, he just graduated from school, and he, he signed for an apartment lease. Yeah. And his income hasn't been generated yet for his new job. Right. So the landlord's like, well, now you need a cosigner. We're not going to do it. So, so Helene and I cosign for it, which we're happy to yeah. do. But, but we know. We understand the implications. Yeah. You're on the hook. I'm on the hook. runs into bad times. Yeah. So, Ethan, <laughs> if you're listening, just know that. That's right. And I know Ethan's not listening, but just in case he is. <laughs> just in case. Um, okay. So. He'll be like, Dad, just give me part of my inheritance now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, pal, you already got it, man. It's done. I'm just <laughs> saying right now. Yeah, right. There ain't no inheritance. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, um, okay so uh, if you either loan or spend a large amount of money, make sure you have some kind of a paper trail for what's going on there. Yeah, there's there's issues there, right? I've had people be in the middle of a transaction, and they a family member hits them up and says, I really need to have this money. Yeah. you got to do it. And they give them their down payment. Oh, like boy. They, they, they loan the money. <sighs> and now the paper trailing aspect of this is being able to source this is when this money comes back to you, how are they paying it back to you? Are, they're, are they going to give you cash? Which now, how do I prove where the cash came from? Right. There's all kinds of aspects to, to that, which is 
it's not a good time for you to large, loan large sums of money in the, when you're in the middle of buying a house, right? Or even spending that yeah. money. Again, we talked about you know the furniture sale, but you know I've had people go out and buy a car. Sure. I that, mean, that goes back to opening new credit. Buying a car is the biggest sort of deal breaker one because they come with such large payments now. Indeed. Right? Yeah. Um, that $1,000 car payment, jeez, that's $200,000 of house. We were talking, my, my dad was over for the 4th, and we were talking with him, and he was talking to my son and my, my kids about how much it cost to buy a house when we were younger. And he, mm. was, he said, yeah, my first house was a brand-new home. It cost me $8,500 for that house. Wow. $8,500 for a brand-new home. Sure. Um, I remember the house I lived in, most of my life, cost them $13,000. So he was talking about those things in, in relation to where they are now, and he was talking about the appreciation value. But when you talk about spending that money, he, my dad was in credit. He did collections for a living. Uh-huh. Dad did collections before there were like computers and stuff and kneecaps and broken arms. It was mostly kneecaps and broken arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a collector Uh, for for legitimate companies, by the way. You know, Harvey's dad's a big dude. Like you could see him as a young man. Oh yeah, he carried some. Yeah, dad kicked some ass. I mean, uh, he was a. Watch it. That's now two words. (laughs) I know. That's twice I've done that. (laughs) The station's going to have my head this week. Oh my goodness. Um, Anyway, okay. So um, the other this one kind of surprised me, and I caught one of my clients off guard. And the next one is, 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 is somewhat counterintuitive to believe it, but it's really important. People who close credit accounts, they close the account. Yeah. Why is that bad, John? Well, there's a couple of things that can come out of that. One is closing accounts uh, frequently will end your ability to get statements and other paperwork on that account, which the mortgage would get involved with. And then other times in, in sort of in the longer vision, um, if you close credit accounts, you can negatively impact your credit score. Your score can fall as you go forward in time. Now, that might not be a problem today, but what if, just saying, you're in the, in the, in the process of buying a home, and for whatever reason, this transaction falls out. Right. And now you need to go for the next house, right? Right. And that takes another 60 days or however long it takes. And it just so happens we get to the point where I have to now pull a new credit report on you because the one I have now is expiring. Well, that closed account just pulled your score down, and that just cost you money. And that, you know, it cascades from there. It's all these unintended consequences of these actions. They're... You would just be better off just leave it alone. Yeah. Stay still. Let it be a zero balance. Right. Just let it be. And because capacity is another issue, that's what you're talking about. That's how it well, affects those, the credit. Yeah. I mean, you're losing a, in a positive account saying good things about you. You're, in the case of closing revolving credit like credit cards, you're, review, you're re- reducing your amount of available credit, which can hurt your credit score. And yeah, there's there's bad things that come from that that people don't think about. Um so be careful okay. about doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, to me, it was counter. When a client once told me, hey, I just closed that account. So I'm trying to, you know, want to improve my credit. Right. And I think I, I called you. Hey, John, he just closed that. And he said, oops, you know, not not a good move. I this, mean, because in his case, it didn't hurt him that much. Thank goodness. But it could have. This also goes to the next. And, I, and I'm going to jump ahead here. But this also applies to um, bank accounts. Right. Closing bank accounts. Hey, uh, let's let's save that one. Oh, because this, uh, I got a story. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a story about that. But we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in just a moment to hear more about this bank account story that John has, so stay right. tuned. How are we doing on timing-wise? We're we, good. We didn't have enough to go through the whole segment? Oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're going to have... we got two more segments, and we got a lot more to cover, and then we'll have some filler if we need at the end. Okay. I feel like I've rarely seen your handwriting. My handwriting? Yeah, I, I typically type, right? Yeah. And this is me writing fast, because we're... That's why I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen your writing. Yeah. yeah. I would like a handwriting. If she could read my writing, she could read your writing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everything's he's a doctor. Yeah. Right, right. 
All right, here we go. Seg- uh, segment. <clears throat> I play one in the sack. Segment three. <laughs> here, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have John Ingram here from Prosperity Home Loans. Uh, and before the break, we were talking about the 12... Uh, uh, the 12 biggest mistakes borrowers make when they're buying a home. What are you yes. say? That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we've been through a few of them. We're going to go through a, f- a few more. But as you're listening to this, and you understand that, that John knows a little bit about mortgages. He's been doing it for a long time. And you want to talk with John. And you want to uh, maybe have him help you with your uh, next home loan. Or maybe you want to refinance. Um, and you want to talk to John about either one of those things. Just text his name. Text John to 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. I'll put you in touch with him, and he'll help you out. And you'll charge our listeners how much to, for that consult? Uh, how much? It's is it? free ninety free. Free ninety free. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, okay. So we were about to talk about. Uh, you were saying there's something related to closing credit accounts, and you had a story about a bank yeah, account. Yeah, closing bank accounts. I had, we had a recent client just actually this last month uh-huh. who um, who was in the process of buying a house, and she lost her checkbook. Oh. And, and instead of like just putting a hold on those checks and like stopping them and, and, and getting new ones issued, she chose instead to close the bank account oh. that had the money for the house purchase, right? Eww. And she also chose to not think too important to tell us that she'd done this. <laughs> and, and so once again, not a deal breaker, but thing that it triggers five pieces of paper now right. because she, cre- she opened a new bank account. She moved money from the old account to the new account. And none of this I have. Now I have to go and paper trail the money moving around, the mm-hmm. where it came from, where it went, what's the new account, what's the balance in the new account, and and try to scramble and do all of this with like three days to closing, right? Wow. Um, and that's that's the most sort of uh, unfun part is creating these new accounts, whether it be opening a credit account, opening a bank account. They're not ready to start giving you paperwork about that account. Sure. In the first day. Yeah. Right? They go through their process of setting up stuff, and it could take them a week or 10 days to get it. And I simply have to tell you, you need to get it for me. I can't, yeah. you know, there's yeah. nothing I can do about it, right? Right. They haven't um, even given you a check with your name on it yet. I mean, right, right. <laughs> I mean that's, that's for sure. And, and, and the, the key takeaway lesson is just tell us that you've right. done that. And we'll tell you the consequence. We'll tell you, okay, here's what we have to do about it. Yeah. Being surprised and, and thinking is not important is where bigger, biggest mistakes lie. There you go. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, I have the next one is taking a vacation <laughs> in the middle of a transaction. <laughs> this, is, this has happened. I've seen this before. So often. So and they're often. on a ship at sea. And it used right. to be you couldn't even get in touch with them. With a ship. Now you can kind of yeah. reach out to them. But still. I've, I've always t- I've said to like my agent friends is like, Basically, if you can afford to buy a house, you can afford to go on vacation. Is what it seems like. Of course, because so many people just so happen <laughs> to have their closing around the time that right. they're leaving the country. Well, they're celebrating buying a new house. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but that's we need you here through the mortgage process, right? right? That's right. that's one thing. You can't have like I have yet. To, I would love to meet the person who would be willing to say, "Okay, we're going to pause that vacation and stay and close on the house." They all go. Oh yeah, every single one. They take that vacation. Well, yeah, right? they, they they've it's been planning planned. that for a long time. No, yeah. I, I'll miss out on my hundred dollar deposit for the room. 
you know, <laughs> the hundred dollars, we'll give that up. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No, right. That's, that's the thing. How it's funny how, how often people plan a vacation in the middle of the house buying process or they have it pre-planned and it just so happens they get into contract then. Wow. Um, and that's, that's problematic for people and it creates a lot of difficulty and a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that, that you have to remember that, that getting the mortgage is a process. It's not just, hey, where do I sign for the mortgage? Yeah. It's, it, it is a process. Sure. And it, and it takes time. Yes. You know, you can't, I mean. Well, a lot I, of people have, have an experience trying to do large financial transactions outside the country. Oh, yeah. You can't access your bank sometimes. Right. You can't trigger wire transfers. Yep. You can't, like, there's a lot of things that are blocked. Right. You can't log into the IRS website outside the United States. Wow. Different things like this that could be, you know, come up in a, in a person's scenario. Yeah. You're simply blocked, right? Yeah. Let alone if you go to the mountains where there's no cell signals and things. Okay, so I'm going to suggest, guys, if you have a vacation plan, you've been planning, the, the, this is the dream trip and it happens to coincide, you probably need to do like a POA or something. You need to. That's an option, right? You know, inform your agent so that they can maybe set the closing to be at the right time. Right, for right. When you're back for three weeks, figure it out. Right. Think, of, think it through. If you can't cancel the vacation, then I understand because I, I know I'm not canceling my vacation, right. John. That's not going to happen. No, we're uh, going. You're we're going, man. America. Sorry, right. Yeah, sorry about that, pal. We're, we're, we're out of here. But a POA being a power of attorney, maybe you assign the responsibility to somebody who's going to be here that you trust will. Boy. Will, that's a biggest. That's a big assignment, though. I'm not that person, but I know that person exists out there. Yeah. that'd be willing to let somebody else finish the process. For right, them. right. I'm just not that person. No, no, no. We would never do that for our clients. I, they, we well, need to yeah. have. They need to have somebody, that, a family member. Yeah, or, you want or, to be a family member, somebody who can be here to walk through the house. Right. There's a lot um, of responsibility there. Someone you're willing to break up with for the rest of your life because <laughs> yeah. they've done something wrong or whatever. Okay, so let's talk about the next one. The next okay. one is okay, and this one, I, I this is this is the one that I I hear about a lot, and this is and and the blame gets thrown around on this one all the time, <sighs> all the time. Not prioritizing the process, not prioritizing the mortgage process. What happens is, and 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 I'm and you can tell me some stories about this, but I know what happens. Sometimes the borrower doesn't think it's important to get you those documents in a timely sure. manner. They say, "Oh, I got thirty days to get you that stuff." Right? No, you don't. No, you don't. You got to get that there quick. Everything has a time frame and. It's funny how it's it's a little awkward at times to explain to somebody, I know you're busy in your life. Right. I understand you have a full plate. Yeah. But the mortgage has clocks, contractual clocks, for you to get through this this home buying process, right? And there's things that have to be done, mm-hmm. and they all have lead time and lag time and, and that sort of thing. You need to make room for this in your life. This needs yeah. to be a priority, a high priority for you as you're going through the process. Right. right. You need to be willing to move other things around for your mortgage. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny to me, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be... Thinking about the people who who do, do this occasion, like, oh, I'm super busy this week. I'll get to you Monday, right? Um, and and want to blow it off for a week. And I'm like, but you're buying a house. This is where you're going to live. Like, yeah. You you want this roof over your head, yet it's something you can get to next week. Yeah. They don't understand the importance of you getting it timely because you have to review it, then re-review it, then double check it, then someone yeah. else is going to check it. For it's sure. not. It's not just they don't just market. Oh, you got that doc? Check. No, it's you're right. going to review the document. You're right. going to make sure it's correct, and then double check it later. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot to it, and and oftentimes, unfortunately, the lender gets blamed for delaying the oh, closing yeah, right. because the borrower didn't provide them the necessary documentation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had. Um, I know. I'm one of the people who blames you. I, I'm the oh, same. Oh, right. right. <laughs> I, I, my personal, t- or personal transaction for one of my clients, it took him five days 
to get to and sign his loan disclosure package. Wow. Which meant that it was five days before I could get the appraisal started on his house. Wow. Which put him right up against the edge of what his contract would allow for. Right. And 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 all of this came back pointed pointed at me. Yeah. John, why did it take that long to order the appraisal? Well, my client didn't sign the documents right. and he chased them and he just didn't do it. Right. right. So yeah, it happens. Those are realities. And and you, you heard John mention the appraisal. There, there there's contingencies in your in your contract that protect you as a buyer uh, from from things happening. So if you don't have the appraisal in a timely manner and you lose that contingency time frame, it doesn't matter what the appraisal comes in at. Right. Even if it comes in low, you're stuck. You you can't undo it based on that. So right. you, so you need these things done in a timely manner. And if the lender needs you to sign that that disclosure, then sign the disclosure, get it done, yeah. knock that stuff out. Um, okay, so that's not prioritizing the mortgage process. Uh, this kind of this kind of re- relates to that to a certain extent. But then we talked and we talked about this a little before trying to keep secrets. Oh, um, yes. things you're afraid that the lender finds out about this, I could be in trouble. Yeah, I, we had a, um, a situation once again, another one of these recently, where the, the client kept a secret from us uh-huh. that they knew the whole time. When we discovered it, at first, they act like they don't know what they're talking about. What are you talking about? I don't have that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was a judgment that was discovered. Oh, boy. Anyway, so I don't know what you're talking about. And then we dig and we say, oh, maybe it's not yours. Maybe it's somebody with the same name. Mm-hmm. And we get sent down that rabbit hole and, and this kind of thing. And, and the client doesn't fess up, doesn't fess up. Then eventually we get to the end. This client knew about it. This client's been making payments towards it and somehow conveniently forgot and, and and her answer back was oh when you didn't bring it up right from the beginning i assumed you guys wouldn't find it at all and <laughs> and so i just stopped yeah right just know it's a process guys yeah they're gonna find it we will triple check things as yeah. i mentioned from every not angle. that you want to hurt the buyer no. but this is part of the process no, yeah. we, we get as a as a lender we get hammered so so severely if we do something that a doesn't follow the rules if we give out a loan that's defective at, at this point in in our industry there's something called the scratch and debt market which okay. is a we, we make a mortgage and it's supposed to meet let's say Fannie Mae's rules. Right. We find a defect with it, something that wasn't done right and done done to those rules for whatever the reason. Um, our our outlet is to keep that loan on our own books or to sell it in the scratch and debt market. Ah. Um, and so we go to sell that loan. What that market's doing now? Thirty percent of the principal chopped off the top. Wow. So if I loaned you a hundred grand, I just lost thirty thousand dollars on that loan. And you're, you're, they're willing to buy it for me from for seventy grand. Wow! This it is a brutal industry. There is no mercy put on lenders, and so we okay. have to be super diligent. Gotcha. Hey guys, we're coming up on the break. We're on a few commercials. We've got a lot more to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Oh, Forrest is calling me now. All right. Uh oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. He's probably talking about that that new SB three eighty one. Yeah, Senate Bill three eighty one. Yeah, the tenancy thing. Tenants, we can't charge tenants for the deductible on our on our uh, uh, warranty fee if if the issue is related to habitability in the house. If the air conditioner goes out, I can't charge them a deductible on that, hmm. unless it was their fault, unless they caused the issue. <laughs> right, unless they went out and cut a wire, um, or they didn't change their filters. Yeah, they see that's a whole slippery thing. I'm yeah. just saying that's that's how that's we get how, that's where it goes. That's where it goes. It does go there. All right, segment four. Let's get into it. We're gonna do segment four and knock it up and call forth back and yell at me. 
I mean, he could talk to me. Right. Yeah. Provide you insights into the liabilities of your profession. We love Forrest. No, Forrest, he protects us. He does. He protects us. Okay, here we go. Oops, sorry. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, it's John Ingram here from Prosperity Home Loans. Uh, John, we were talking about the 12 uh, biggest mistakes borrowers make when they're buying a home. Uh, and we got through nine, and we got three more to go. These three are, more. These are the three good ones, guys. Stay tuned. These are the ones that you really want to pay attention to because... Forget everything I've already said to you. <laughs> no, uh, no, remember the first nonsense. nine. The first nine happened. <laughs> these are issues. These three are things that you need to know about that maybe will help you really get that loan. He's a good hype man. The first one is... Um, Thinking you gotta, ha- I, I gotta have at least twenty percent down to buy a house. Still, way so many people out there believe you need twenty percent down payment to buy a home. Yeah, completely false. Yeah, no, I we know FHA is only three and a half percent, and VA zero, and VA zero is as little as three. Yeah, very commonly five percent. Right. Um, there are tons of options. There's down payment assistance where you don't need any down payment right. potentially. Um, so there's there's a lot more options that people realize, and and I would. I would argue a little bit with your grandfather, you know, who's out there saying it's only smart if you can put 20 percent. Right, down. right, right. And that, I believe, is also something you can make a counter argument towards. Clearly. I mean, well, yeah. Grandpa didn't move once every 40 years anyway. Right. And so, he paid eighty five hundred dollars for his house. And he paid eighty five hundred dollars <laughs> for his house. That's right. So he, he, he had a little different scenario going on. Yes. Um, that's the first thing. And then there's other things related to this. First of all, not asking your lender for options. I mean. Some people go into the process thinking, I got to do an FHA loan. That's the way to go. But they go in completely passive and they, right. they you know, they, they just take the one bit of it, like one offering that the mortgage company or mortgage loan officer might, might mention or offer. Right. And it is absolutely wise of everybody out there to say, all right, well, talk to me about the options I have and beyond the one that you've started with. Right. 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 And let's go through it and, and kind of. Um, work it out, right? Because there are loans that are better at certain things. There are loans that are better in the short run, better in the long run, uh, different options like that. Sometimes I'm just like very commonly, I'll have people look at, uh, especially my seniors. Okay. I understand you can put 50% down. Uh, But what about if you did 20% down and you put the rest of that money in your savings account? Right. And now you have this huge safety net and you can live your life and you enjoy it instead of burying the money into your home. Yeah. There, there's more to look at and, and you should, it's very smart to have a general big picture conversation about priorities and, and, and goals that you might have when it comes to your your entire financial picture. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to look at it. Look at the entire picture because some people just look at the loan and say, I you know, I want the lowest interest rate possible period end of story. Well, they and they don't that's another aspect. They don't account for the idea that to get that interest rate, they're going to spend a whole ton of money up front, yeah, and it may not be worth it. That's the thing, right? People are out there shopping for the absolute lowest interest rate, but not thinking about, well, what am I paying for that interest rate? Right? Yeah. What are the fees that I'm going to pay that lender up front to get that interest rate? Or what gimmick am I using? Am I getting an adjustable rate mortgage? Right. Am, I, am I doing a 15-year, which has too large a payment for what I like on a monthly basis versus a 30-year? There's all kinds of, of things to look at, and, and there's... Um, you, you shouldn't just be listening to one option. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's so many people out there. We talked about this a little bit uh, last week, but 
there's so many people out there who just don't believe it's ever going to be possible for them to, to buy a home. They're, they're self-disqualified. They're, they're basically saying, the I'm not a homeowner. Yet. I can't be a homeowner. Single biggest mistake people make is they self-disqualify. Yeah. They say, I'd love to buy a house. I would want it. It's in my dreams. But I can't because of this, my credit, because I don't have enough money saved, because I just changed jobs, because right. I blah, blah, blah. And there's it, – it, it's they're not – they're not the expert. They right. shouldn't be making the decision on whether or not they're qualified or not. Yeah. You got to talk to a professional. I, you know, I want you guys, if you're out there and you're saying, gee, I know I can't buy a home. I want you to call me or call John to reach out to us. We're going to help you because you can, you'll never hear the word. Never. Right. You'll never Every, hear that. That's exactly right. Nobody is a no forever. Right. It's a yes if you do this. A right. yes when you do that. Right. You know, that's it. There's a pathway for everybody. And here's here's one of the biggest sort of positives we can do for people is is by simply showing them the path to, for how to get to their goal. Yeah. Because without without knowing how to get somewhere, you know, like, I don't know how to lose this belly fat. Okay, well, you take Ozempic, and then it goes away. Um, in this case, you, you talk to us. We'll tell you what, what that pathway is, and, and then it's up to you to do the work. Right. And I think having a lender like John is an important part of that process, guys. You need to have somebody who knows what they're doing. And, and I would encourage you to consider that when you're thinking about buying a home and talk with either John or myself. And look, we, we've heard all the story. We've heard the word. I mean, nothing's going to scare us. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Right. We've seen no, it no all. We've heard it all. Injured having the conversation with exactly. me. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It just it just doesn't. I. You it know, you were talking scary. Yes. I get it. It's I, intimidating. I it. It, it is a. You know, it's you're very vulnerable. You're putting out sort of the things you maybe you're not the happiest with about your, you know, about yourself and the choices you made in the past. That sort of thing. I get it. Right. You have to be willing to be vulnerable with that. But we can help you to make it better. That's the thing. I mean, I think that some of the things you said before when the self-disqualifying and some of those things, also the idea that there's different programs out there and you need to measure one against the other because one lender might be incentivized to, to keep you in a certain program for whatever reason and not give you all that. You need to have someone who's going to present all the options like John. I rem- I'm going to go to a story about buying a car. Okay. Because this happened to me because car, car financing is not regulated. Like like mortgages, not like mortgages. No, it's yeah. not. It's it's pretty much, and mortgages. Some mortgage companies do that bait and switch stuff too. They they do. They'll That's advertise. Nice. They have certain rules they have to follow when they advertise a rate in the paper and all yeah. those things. But the fine print is so fine, nobody can read it anyway. Yeah. Every time you see an advertised interest rate, you better focus on that fine print. Please do because what they're saying is, oh yeah, we're going to get you like right now that you saw a five percent mortgage rate. Look at how much money you need to pay up front to get to that five percent because it's going to be a lot. Oh, it's a three-year fixed arm, and right. it's you know all these type of things. And my point is this: is that you need to do you need to do the math on both ends. There's two. It boils down to two numbers. John's heard me say this a hundred times. It's two numbers when you're buying a home. How much money do I need to close the deal, and how much money am I going to pay every month thereafter? Those are the two numbers it really boils down to for a buyer. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's what. You, so do the math. Uh, figure out if I got to come up with an extra ten thousand dollars to close to get the rate down to the number I want to get the payment where I want. How long will it be before I recoup that ten thousand dollars? That's the math I do. Is yeah. it like fifteen years, and I'm only right. going to be there for six? Right. Why, I don't want to do that. Then I'm not going to do that. So anyway, so I'm, I'm I'm helping Ethan buy a car, 
and this is like six, seven years ago. I'm helping Ethan buy a car, and we're sitting down with the, the, the car salesman. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a realtor. I, I don't like dealing with car salesmen. I mean, <laughs> a lot of my my best clients are car salesmen, but sure. I don't like buying cars. I just don't like doing it. But I, so I'm sitting there helping him, and and he says, "Listen, Harvey, here's the deal." And he puts writes it on the paper. And he says, "Just initial here, and well, let me take it back to my manager, and we're gonna we're gonna just, they do that whole initial thing with you." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so he said, "I said, listen, here's the deal. If you can get the payment down to this number, and I wrote a number. If you get the payment down to this number." I'm ready to sign, and we're gonna we're gonna be done. Because I honestly, I was tired, worn he comes out. Comes back with a nine year auto loan. All right, that's exactly what he did. So no what he way. did was, I honest to goodness, he said, Harvey, we got you. As a matter of fact, we're a little, we're sixteen dollars under that number. Here's your new number. Sign right here, and I'm like, okay, great. So I signed there. He comes back. Yeah, he went to a, from a five year to a six year loan. Sure. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, time out. No, so I said, no, no. You, you, you know, this is clear clear bait and switch. Let's not do that. Let's not do. Let's not do that to one another. So I had to tell that story because this is what happens. Yeah. Um, and now, of course, mortgages are very tightly regulated. It's not likely to happen as much, but it does happen, guys. Yeah. It, oh, it, it absolutely does when it comes to you know points being paid for an interest yep. rate, that sort of thing. Bad players it out is, there. It is. It is a complicated, complicated transaction. Yep. Yep. And people don't do it very often. They do it every seven to ten years. That's why we're here for you guys. Right. That's why you need to call us. Hey, what a fun yeah. real estate hour. Got to thank Mark, our production director. Thank Carly. Yay. Once again for doing a great job. And thank our outstanding expert contributor today, that being John Ingram. What a great program today. Uh, you've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week, we'll have another wonderful hour for you. Our guests are going to be Stacia Brain and Todd Cox. Um, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media. Our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday, at eleven a.m. right here on one hundred one point five K Don. <laughs>